0: Would you turn to the book of Genesis, Genesis 1? <laughs> if you're going to be thorough, <laughs> you got to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't get scared. We don't have to finish up tonight. This is our church, and we plan on being back next Friday, right? The Lord Terrace is coming. If he doesn't, we won't care. That's right. But uh, Genesis, the first chapter, in Genesis 1 and verse 1, <laughs> what are y'all laughing about? <laughs> in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. How many believe that? That's right. That's where the Bible said it happened. That's how it happened. Right? We don't know all the details of that, but we know that that's true. Right? We know it didn't just happen. God created the heaven and the earth. We believe that, right? That's it. Verse 2 And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Everybody read that last sentence out loud with me. And the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. Say it out loud again. And the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. What did the Spirit of God do? Moved. Moved. I want to begin tonight talking about the moving of the Spirit. The moving of the Spirit. The Spirit of God moves, doesn't He? We see that very beginning. How many that have read your scriptures know that there are other times after this? <laughs> well, we read about the spirit moving. I mean, again and again and again. And then in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we see the spirit of God moving. And in the book of Acts, oh, that's the Holy Ghost book. Spirit of God is moving virtually every page. Speaking and moving and doing and speaking and moving. And the New Testament church, which we are a part, is a church that should be experiencing the moving of the Spirit. And New Testament believers are those born of the Spirit and should be those anointed of the Spirit. And those who know and have some understanding of. And cooperate and yield to the moving of the Spirit. Can you say amen? And so uh, I believe that this is direction for us right now. And we're going to, just like we did on the Wisdom Series, we're going to believe God to learn, right, about the moving of the Spirit. And this doesn't just apply to service times, How many believe the Spirit of God should have freedom to move in your life, at home, in your car, wherever you are, anytime, right? The moving of the Spirit. So let's pray and release our faith right now. Father God, we thank you for everything you've done for us. What a privilege it is to be born again here together Redeemed and blessed and victorious. You've given us your holy word. You've given us the Holy Spirit, our teacher. And we're agreeing together as touching this thing in this series that we embark upon. We say, teach us and show us, give us understanding, reveal to us the ways of your spirit. And the moving of your spirit. Correct us in any ways that we've thought wrong. Instruct us in any areas that we've been ignorant. Add to us and help us to advance and learn and mature in anything that we do know that is correct. Help us to come up and rise up in it and in advance much. That you might have full freedom in our personal lives and in this church and in our ministries and churches. And we'll give you the glory and we'll give you the praise and we say, have your way. In us. In Jesus name. Amen. You agree with that? You believe in that? Glory to God. Glory to God. The spirit of God. Moved. On the face of the deep. Now this simple phrase. uh, The same word used here is used other places. And it brings out. Further understanding. Why don't you turn to Deuteronomy 32. And Matthew 23. Deuteronomy 32. And Matthew. 23. Now in Deuteronomy. 32. The scripture says. Verse 9. The Lord's portion is his people jacob's the lot of his inheritance he found him in a desert land in the waste howling wilderness he led him about he instructed him now listen to those two phrases he led him about then he instructed him uh, have you heard any of those things in connection with the holy spirit he leads us he teaches us he kept him as the apple Of his eye. What about us? Are we the Israel of God today? Are we the apple of his eye? Yeah. As an eagle stirs up her nest. Now hear this word. As an eagle stirs up her nest. Fluttereth over her young. Spreads abroad her wings. Taking them. Bearing them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God with him. Now the same word that's used to say the spirit of God uh, moved on the face of the deep is this word here flutters over as an eagle stirs up her nest fluttereth or fluttering over her young fluttering over her young same words some of the same words And and you can get a picture. uh, Actually, some translations translate it that the Spirit of God hovered. Did some of your translations have that just a moment ago? Hovered over the face of the deep. Hovered. Everybody say hover. Well, the Spirit of God moves. The Spirit of God hovers. And he uses the picture of an eagle flapping her wings and either being stationary or descending slowly and precisely. Now with that in mind, go to Matthew 23 and see what Jesus used in talking about these things. The same kind of language is used here. Matthew 23, Jesus had uh, not been received on this day and by the leaders. And the language had become quite strong in him endeavoring to get them to hear and see. Called them hypocrites several times. And uh, verse 34, he told them. Quoting scripture, he said, I'll send you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you'll kill and crucify, and some of them you'll scourge in your synagogues and persecute from city to city. And in verse 37, he summed it up by saying, "Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that kills the prophets and stones them that are sent to you, how often would I have gathered your children together, even as a hen gathers her chickens Under her wings. And on this occasion he said, but you would not. You wouldn't have it that way. Do you hear the language again? Similar type language of a hen fluttering her wings and underneath her wings and her body, the chicks find refuge and they find protection and they find warmth and comfort. Which is one of the primary names of the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Right? The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, hovers, moves. He is real, isn't He? Is He here tonight? Wonder if He still hovers. What else does he do? Well, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but he descends upon. Frequently, the word fall is used, but I don't believe it's an uncontrolled fall. Right? Oops, the Holy Ghost fell. (laughs) Are you okay? No, no, no. Fall like rain. And again and again the language is. From above coming down. Never coming from beneath. The Holy Spirit didn't come up out of the ground from below. On us. He descends. From above. Can you say amen? Amen. For he is from above. And all that he brings and does is from above. The moving of the Spirit. Say that out loud. The 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 moving of the Spirit. Now, go with me, if you would, back to the book of Numbers. And we're just going to take our time and go through some scriptures tonight because we're laying a foundation, aren't we? And we believe it'll build and increase. And just like for weeks and weeks now, we've believed God for our wisdom. We didn't come to just hear about wisdom. We came to get wisdom and we have gotten wisdom and we are getting more wisdom and increasing. Well, how about this? We don't just come to hear about the moving of the Spirit, but to experience and have yes. the moving of the Spirit, and not just for a couple of hours on Friday night. Right? right. right. right? But the moving of the Spirit at home. Yes. Amen. The moving of the Spirit on the job. Yes. Right? Amen. Now, when you start talking about the moving of the Spirit, So many folks are either in one ditch on one side or one ditch on the other. It's something that there's a whole lot of ignorance about. Which is one reason you and I are on this. Believe in God. Right? For light. But you got so many people that have no move of the spirit at all. They're just dry. Dry. And then you got some people who are weird and goofy, and they're always having something, and they call it the move of the spirit, but it's not. We don't want to be in either ditch. We don't want to be dry and have nothing, no move of the spirit, and we don't want to be weird and. Really, what a lot of people call certain stuff that's not right, they call it move of the Spirit, but it's flesh. I mean, they talk in tongues while they do it, and they make, you know, different motions and gyrations and things, but you boil it all down, it's flesh. Did you know the Bible calls witchcraft a work of the flesh? A lot of stuff that people call spiritual is really flesh. But you don't want to be afraid of either one. Because fear motivation is not spirit-led. We don't want to have fear at all. I'm afraid I will be too dry. Well, your fears will come on you. Well, I'm afraid we're going to get in extreme and get messed up. Well, your fears will come on you. Say it out loud. No fear. No fear. God's, teaching God's teaching us. He'll help us. The big question is not will he teach us and help us. It's will we receive, will we be teachable, will we be correctable, right? That's the big thing. And will we stay with it? Because these things, you don't learn all about them in a week or two or a year or two, right? We should be growing and learning progressively all the time. And some things I know today is because I made mistakes in the past. But you don't have to make the same mistakes over and over again. You learn. You grow. Can't be afraid of stepping out because you might mess up. That's like not trying to ride a bike because you might fall. Not trying to learn how to drive because you might bounce up against the curb. Right? Or scuff a tire or, you know, scratch your gear. Or you probably are. If you don't know anything about it, you know, you're not going to do it perfect first time out. But you just got to stay with it. Right? What do you tell your baseball players, your little ones? Well, what if I don't hit the ball? Well, you probably won't hit the ball. But we're going to keep throwing the ball. Right? You keep swinging. What if they swing 400 times? Well, we're going to throw it some more. No need crying, feeling bad. Just encourage. Right? What if you tried to cooperate with the move of the Spirit and you struck out? Well, just be teachable. Right? And don't quit. Say, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. Amen. Did you find Numbers 11? Did I tell you that? Numbers 11. Numbers 11. Something the Lord said to Moses in verse uh, 17. Numbers 11. 17. He said, I will come down and talk with you there, and I will take of the Spirit which is upon you. Everybody say, upon. Upon. Now, a couple of things you need to keep clear. The Spirit within and the Spirit upon. Need to keep these two thoughts distinct. Sometimes people say, well, I'm born again. I have the Spirit. Yes, you do. Well, then, what's this baptism in the Spirit? I've already got the Spirit. Well, no, you got the Spirit within. But the Bible talks about Him coming upon. Right? The Spirit of God coming upon us. And anointing us. And enabling us. And empowering us. Somebody said, well, I, yeah, praise God. I got filled with the Spirit. And the Spirit of God's come on me. Well, yeah, but that's not the end either. The Bible said be in Ephesians, be being filled, right? Be being filled with the spirit. And uh, just because you spoke in tongues in 1945, (laughs) doesn't mean you've been operating full of the spirit every day since then. We use that term spirit filled far too loosely. You know, you hear people say, well, did you hear about so-and-so? You know, preacher. He ran off with the piano player and the building fund. And he's (laughs) spirit-filled. Well, not that day he wasn't. (laughs) And not a lot of days before that. (laughs) Yeah, but I heard him talking in tongues just the day before. Like I said, he was not spirit-filled that day. Just because you rattled in tongues for a few minutes does not mean you're full of the Holy Ghost. He's there. Uh, (laughs) In fact, just hold your place and go to 1 Corinthians 14. Let's talk about something while we're here. 1 Corinthians 14. The Bible said in Acts 2, and we'll be talking about these things more as we go along, but it said on the day of Pentecost, they were all in one place, one accord. Came a sound from heaven. Like a rushing mighty wind. Filled all the house and the room where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. Set upon. Upon. Did you hear that? Set on. Upon. Each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now some people think, yeah, I don't know about them tongues. You need to know about them. I was a Christian for a number of years who didn't speak in tongues. I've been a Christian now for many more years who does speak with tongues. And I can tell you from experience, with is better, much. Well, I just don't believe it's for everybody. Well, you're wrong. (laughs) Being filled with the Spirit is for every believer. And it's interesting that some people who don't speak in tongues want to correct people who do. Well, that's not smart. I fly airplanes. If you don't fly airplanes, why should I let you tell me much about flying airplanes? You don't know anything about it, right? And if you don't speak in tongues, then you're not qualified to say yea or nay about it. But, oh, friends, being filled with the Spirit, communing with God in a heavenly language is the right and inheritance and privilege of every believer. And, oh, you need this in your life. Don't shut it out. Don't cut it off. We'll love you if you don't, but you'll be missing out. Right? I struggled receiving because I wasn't taught right. But praise God, I eventually understood and received. And oh, I speak in tongues every day. Every day, every night. How many others in here join me in that? You say, yeah, would you want to stop talking in tongues for any amount of money? Oh, no, no. No, no. And reason I'm talking about it, because this is a big key and part of learning about the moving of the Spirit. And cooperating with the moving of the Spirit. All of it goes together. And uh, don't feel pressured by any of this, but just be open. And uh, learn. Everybody say this out loud, if you are willing to say it and agree it, that you are willing to be open and teachable about this. Right? Everybody said out loud, Lord, Lord I'm open about this. I'm open about this. Teach, me Teach me about being filled with the Spirit. About being with the Spirit. Teach, me Teach me about speaking with tongues. About speaking with tongues. I'm, open. I'm open. See, not open for what a, a man to tell you this or that. Open to find it for yourself in the book. Right? Well, I don't, you know, I don't want you to just tell me. Okay, fine. I don't want you to just let me tell you. But don't let men you've heard in the past tell you either. Did you understand that? Don't let all the men who might have told you something negative about tongues. Don't let them tell you what to believe either. Get in the book. Right? Find out for yourself. Well, in 1 Corinthians 14. And the uh, 14th verse, fourteen, fourteen. he said, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, now who's praying? I'm praying. My spirit prays. Notice it didn't say the Holy Ghost prays. What did it say? Now, see, I'm elaborating on this. Somebody said, well, did you hear about that preacher, you know, ran off with the piano player in the building fund. He's spirit filled. I heard him talking in tongues uh, that morning. Well, what did you hear when you heard him talking in tongues? You heard his spirit speaking and praying. And he could have been greatly anointed of the Holy Spirit to pray that way or hardly anointed at all. Just His Spirit. There's a number of misconceptions people have about speaking in tongues. One is that every time you speak in tongues, you're interceding. Well, no. Most of the time, when we're told what they were saying when they were speaking in tongues, they were praising God. Telling about His wonderful works. And His goodness. And the Bible says you can give thanks in tongues. And when you do, you give thanks well. Right? So many things to talk about here, but I'm just saying you and I, just because we spoke in tongues one time, doesn't mean we're automatically filled to overflowing of the spirit the rest of our life. It's up to us how close to him we live and how full we are. And every day is a new day. And depending on what you're doing, I'm understand. if all you watch is soap operas, well, you're going to be full of soap operas, not the Holy Ghost. And if all you watch and talk about is football, then you're going to be full of football. And not the Holy Ghost. If all you think and talk about is business, then you're going to be full of business. Did you hear me? And not the Holy Ghost. I know you got business to do, and I didn't say it's wrong to watch a game, but I said if that's all you do, and if that's all you think about, and that's all you talk about, then you're going to be full of that. I got a message called, What Are You Full Of? You can readily see you can go a lot of ways with that. But what are you full of? You know, if you need healing, you need to get full of the word on healing. Is that right? And, uh, you know, there's been more than once I've talked to people who were, you know, needing healing in their body, and in talking to them about their situation, they could talk to me for an hour about all the Latin names for their problem and all the experimental drugs and everything. I mean, they could go on and on for two hours. But couldn't tell me two scriptures about healing. Well, what are they full of? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaketh. Or speaketh; it comes out. Right? Yes. And see, you're around people for any length of time. Whatever they're full of, they'll start talking about it. Yes. Won't they? Yes. You include it. Uh-huh. Me include Whatever you're full of, it's going to start coming up. Yes. And uh, being full of information on the disease, being full of statistics and facts and figures on the problem will not help you get faith to be healed. Will it? I know uh, having the privilege of working uh, under Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry in the healing school for a number of years. After several years, I began to realize, man, I have been healed healthy for years. I mean, just go months and months and months and not a ache and a pain and just wonderful health. And I realized I'm hearing it in the morning, in the noontime, in the evening. I'm hearing hours and hours of it every day. Well, I'm full of healing. Full of the word on healing, then full of faith for healing, full of healing. And boy, I got an idea. Like those cartoons, ding. I thought, boy, you need to hear and preach on prosperity. Because I wasn't doing so hard in that area. I was, we were bringing up the rear in prosperity. So what do we do? I started thinking about, meditating, feeding on, preaching on, prosperity. And it took me a few months to get some momentum going in it and begin to get full of that instead of being full of the bills and the problems and why I don't have it. Unbelief always is ready to give you all these reasons why it's not working. Faith doesn't do that. Faith won't bring that up. Faith will not give you a reason why it's not working because it doesn't believe it's not working. (laughs) Because when people come up crying, going, Brother, would you help me? I don't know why it's not working. They just told you. (laughs) Did you help me? I don't know why it's not working. Well, you just told us you don't believe it's working. That alone would cause you to fail. Did you hear this now? Unbelief is full of reasons why I'm not going to speak in tongues. Full of all kind of doctrines and reasons why it's not for everybody, why healing's not for everybody, or where my case is different, and why you just don't understand. And mine is complicated. <laughs> and no, I'm not just ready to receive. I need to talk to you and it's probably going to take, you know, 12 two-hour sessions. And a lot of prayer and fasting. Because this is serious. Yeah, serious unbelief. Faith makes it simple. Every time, faith makes it simple. Did you hear the little girl believing for a helmet? Was that complicated to her? Was it confusing? Well, they don't make them. So... Why is that a problem? Man, you gotta get converted and think like a faith-filled four-year-old. Right? Yeah, but it's been a year and a half, so. Mama can't find one, so. <laughs> we'll accept no reason as to why it can't happen. Yeah, but you're in stage nine. Nobody ever recovers from stage nine. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You might say, "Well, you tell them, hey, get your books ready,' because <laughs> I am." Right? Come on. Right? That's right. Amen. Well, you know, eight out of ten, eight out of ten don't make it. What well, two out of ten do? Somebody's got to be one of those too. I'm one. You're the other one. So, Well, who do y'all think y'all are? We're believing the Bible. Would it be okay to believe what he told us in the word? Didn't he say a thousand to fall at this hand? Ten thousand to fall at this other one. But it won't happen to me. That's Bible. Yeah, but it don't work for everybody. I know because a lot of people don't even believe in God. Don't even believe the Bible. But we do. So it's supposed to be different for us. And it is. Hallelujah. And what we're talking about here tonight. Is when we stand. And when we believe God. How do these things come to pass in our life? Go back to Genesis. I hadn't forgot about Deuteronomy. But. No need for us to go in there until we're ready, right? Go back to Genesis. Thank you, Lord. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. You talk about dark, <laughs> you talk about hopeless looking, right? We're not talking about dark like you and I know it. We're talking about darkness that can be felt for there is no sun. There is no light at all. That'd make it cold without form and void. It's like a wet outer space. Inhospitable, unlivable condition. Whatever condition the enemy's tried to work in your life, it's not worse than this. Huh? We're sitting in here with some warmth and light tonight. Right? Food's growing on the planet. This is dark. Cold. Without form. Empty. But is that hopeless for God? You might feel like your marriage is that way, without form and void. <laughs> you might feel like your job's that way. Hmm? But none of it's this bad. We're talking about zero light, zero heat, zero warmth, no form, empty, cold, wet. But it's not hopeless. Right. It's not impossible. It's not too far gone. For there is a God who's a good God and he speaks in power. And when he does, the spirit of God was already there, hovering, ready, ready to do what? Ready to do what? Uh, let me read something to you and then we'll read this, I think. I've already quoted some of it to you. But my father in the faith... Kenneth Hagan went home to be with the Lord, and you know, he's in heaven now, where we'll soon be. Are you happy about that? Yeah. Sometimes people say, "Well, you you lost him, or you know, my natural dad's in heaven too now. Some say, "Well, sorry about hearing you lost your dad. I didn't lose him. He's not lost. <laughs> he knows where he is, and we know where he is. He's not lost. Heaven is not real enough to many people. And that's why they grieve like those who have no hope. He just relocated. Right? And you and I very soon and very soon. Are going to find out at it personally. But. The winter Bible seminar. Not too many months before he went home. Brother Kenneth Hagin I'm talking about. He prophesied. At his own meeting there in Tulsa the Winter Bible Seminar. Outstanding. Uh, he prophesied, the Lord spoke through him, about 2003 and 4 and 5 and 6, I guess. And uh, one thing he said about 2005, of course, this was back 2003. He said it would be a year of judgment. And the year started off with the Tsunami. And there's been so much damage and so many things. But talked about that the end of the year would be good. (laughs) And the coming year would be wonderful. Well, I'm ready for that. How about you? Let's, it's good to have this stuff behind us. (laughs) But, uh, he also spoke this out. And I want to read some of it to you. The Lord reminded me of this when he began to direct me to go this direction. And I'm quoting him prophesying. He said, we pride ourselves in being a word church and a word people. And right and good for it's true, says the Lord, you are a word people. But do not forget that you're also a Holy Ghost people. Spiritual. Yes, the word goes forth, but again and again, the spirit has endeavored to move in your midst and you've ignored him and kept quiet. Some have yielded temporarily to the spirit, but the spirit seeks to manifest himself. He'll manifest himself in revelation, revealing to you through the word of knowledge and word of wisdom and discerning of spirits. He's endeavored to speak. He does speak to his people by the Holy Spirit and by tongues and interpretation and by prophecy. Many have held back, wouldn't speak, but by so doing, they've quenched the Spirit. Not only quenched the Spirit, but grieved the Spirit. Listen to what the Spirit is saying. There is to be and there will be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in these latter days. The latter rain, the early rain, and the latter rain together in the fruit of the earth, for he is waiting to receive before he comes again. So pick up and go forward and learn. Learn the ways of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Study. Meditate. There will be a restoration. A restoration is in progress at the moment. A restoration spiritually speaking. There shall be restored a full manifestation of the Spirit. Hallelujah. How does the spirit manifest himself to one is given the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit, discerning of spirits by the same spirit, special faith, working the miracles, gifts of healings, prophecy, diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. That's the way he manifests himself in all these works, the one and self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills. Be not afraid. Yes, man is human and very often man misses it misinterpreted missed what he's saying talking about the spirit but do not let those things deter you let it be a learning experience this is the time of restoration he goes on to say make your church not only a word church but a holy ghost church put the word first always move in line with the holy ghost in line with the word And the glory will be manifest and the glory will be seen by many. And the blessings of the Lord will flow like a mighty river. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord reminded me of this when I realized which direction he was taking us on the next series. And we do hunger for this, don't we? We do desire this. Full manifestation. Of the Holy Spirit. And not just to be a word church. But a Holy Ghost church. And the Lord said this to us when we first started out. He said this to us. That we would be. And so here we are on this part now. Right? Right? Now you know it's just not up to me to produce it. Right? Not just up to you. But we're believing God together. And we're saying teach us Lord. Show us. Now, back to Genesis, please. One. Genesis one. You couldn't think of a worse situation than no light, no life, no form. And that's where this is. And the Spirit of God moved, verse two, or hovered, Upon the face of the waters. And God said. (laughs) Now, the Spirit of God is there, right? But no manifestation. Can you see that? The Spirit of God is there in all His power, all His ability. He's God. The, Spirit of the Holy Spirit not just some impersonal force or power. He is God. The Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God. He is powerful. And he is there over the situation. Oh, if uh, humans could just realize. Believers I'm talking about particularly now. And really non-believers too. In their darkest hour. Their bleakest situation, if they only knew, if we only saw, the Holy Spirit's already there. Hovering. Oh, can you see this? He's there. Ready to initiate. I should say, to manifest. Ready to manifest what? What God says. The Spirit's not first in emphasis. We just heard the prophecy that we read. Always He said put the Word first. Right? And there's so many reasons for that. Putting the Word first is putting the Lord Jesus first. He is the Word made flesh. Right? Right. And trying to put spiritual things first is how folks get off. Because there are many voices. In the world. And there are many spirits. And we're not just interested in yielding to a spirit. And the Spirit of God will never disagree with the Word of God, for He is the author of the Word. And if we're going to recognize the workings and the speaking and moving of the Spirit, we must know the Word. And how can we identify what is the Holy Spirit and what's just somebody's human spirit? And what's even a wrong spirit? It's going to be by this word. Right? Because the word of God is alive, quick, and powerful. Can you say amen? And is able to discern and make the division between spirit and soul and joint and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Oh, the word's got to be first. Right? To know, do we yield to this? Or do we shut it down? Because not everything spiritual is the Spirit of God. You know, in my youth, my spiritual youth, I still don't consider myself to be that old spiritually. But in my youngest beginning... You're so enamored with the supernatural. And really people can seek the supernatural more than they do God. They're trying to think it's the same, but it's not. They're more interested in miracles than they are God. They're more interested in something spectacular. And they're wanting to prove God to the world through a sign and a wonder. It's not for us to prove God to the world. It is for us to believe God and obey Him. Are y'all with me now? He does do signs and wonders, but He's not insecure. He's not sitting in heaven going, They don't believe me down there. I've got to do something to show them I'm real. I am real. Now some believers feel that way. They're like, we've got to convince these people that God's real. No, you don't. You do understand that if God so chose, he could shake this planet in the next 15 minutes. And when he got through, there wouldn't be anything breathing on the planet that wasn't completely convinced that God is God and he's real. Could he do it? Yes. So Mrs. Why don't he? He don't want to. He's chosen not to. Why? Because that would be people responding to what they see and they hear and they feel and they fear. And that is not his way. That is not his will. He has ordained. That men and women and people be saved by what men call the foolishness of preaching. Proclaiming the good news and those who believe it. And are willing to walk by faith even though they don't see and feel. Are counted worthy of all that's coming in the world to come and the kingdom. Can you say amen? Those who refuse to believe him and refuse to submit to him and bow their knee to his lordship are unworthy. And it's not that God sent people to hell. They judged themselves unworthy because the message is going out to the four corners. And whosoever will. How many are so glad for that? Whosoever will can come and believe. Can you say amen? Aren't you glad? The Lord helped you to have enough sense to say yes, and to believe, and to follow and obey, mm, glory to God. Well, even though the earth is not physically without form, and dark, and empty, spiritually there is darkness on this planet, right? Right? And spiritually, there are people who are empty. So, does the Spirit of God still hover? Does He still respond to the spoken word of God? To faith released through words? My, my, my. God said, Light be. And what happened? How? Why tell us a few words before that the Spirit of God's hovering? Why tell us that right before we hear Light be? Because the Holy Spirit is the person of God on the surface of the planet who manifests the power that causes the Word to be manifested And what God said to be done. Hallelujah. Does it still happen this way? Oh my my. We ought to be charged. Every time the word of God is going to be spoken. Oh y'all are not completely with me on this. Now let me me say it better. Is, Is this the last time God said anything when he said... Let there be light. Was that it? How about the next verse? And the next. And the next. And the next book. And Matthew. And Luke and John and Acts. And does he still speak today? There is no word of God without power. Hallelujah. There is. You know, Luke talks about this. Ecclesiastes says these things. No word of God. Is without power or incapable of being fulfilled. But before he said it. He was sure of it. Before he said it. He knew everything that it would take. For it to happen and materialize. And be established forever. He knew all the repercussions. From it. Before he ever said it. He knew the end. From the beginning of it. So when he said it. All the power for it to manifest is there. And all the power to sustain it through eternity is there. Hallelujah. And as you noticed, this was quite a while ago. And we still got light. Hallelujah. Come on. Go ahead and enjoy yourself some tonight. Don't, Don't stifle and hold back. We still got light. What I'm saying is every time you and I prepare to hear and speak the word of God, what should we also be thinking? The Holy Spirit is hovering (laughs) over this, ready, prepared to manifest this word. Come on, just lift your hands and praise God some right now. Father, we thank you. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, the Spirit of God. Thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the Spirit of the living God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That includes every time you start to read your chapter. Is it the word? We have to watch losing expectation and settling for so little and expecting to go and hear a few words and take a few notes and go home and eat. So many times people, they do not have a picture of the Spirit of God hovering, all-powerful, ready to manifest what God has said. They just have a picture of their intellect getting fed, going, hmm. Now that's interesting, isn't it? And that's the end of it. Going. Going. Oh, but you get a church full of people (laughs) praying the spirit half the day. I didn't say you had to be by the bed with your hands folded. You're praying while you're doing stuff and while you're working and you're conscious and cognizant and aware of God's presence in your life. And you get a whole church of people come like that. And they're all thinking from the preacher in the front to the person in the back. Everybody's thinking the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Oh, and when the word of the Lord comes, the spirit of the Lord manifested. And we don't do things by rote. And we don't do things with no expectation and no faith. Can we grow in this? Yes, 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 yes. yes. There's individual faith. But there's corporate faith. I mean, it's one thing for me to believe God and ask the Lord for something at my house or in this building. It's another thing for him not to just hear Keith. He hears this church family. He hears this body of believers. The Bible said concerning Israel when they were in Egyptian bondage, he said their cry has come up before me. What, Joe Smith's cry? No. Uh huh? The nation. He heard a nation asking him for help. It wasn't Joe Smith in one corner, it was the nation. Now, you don't have to have 100%, but there's got to be a substantial representation. And you notice when the Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost, what was going on? It wasn't just Joe Smith and Jane, you know, dope. They were together in one place, one accord they're believing God, what are they believing for? He told them to wait, right for the fulfillment of the promise. So they are believing for what's happening here in Genesis. they're believing for the moving of the spirit of God. they don't know exactly how it's going to be, nor do we, but we can believe. You don't have to know all the details. You just believe for him to show up. If we all fall out on the floor and sing in tongues for three hours, great. If we jump and run the aisles and shout and are ecstatic, great. If we fall in wheat and get revelation and repent, okay. Right? We don't know exactly what. But we must believe for the moving of the Spirit. And not just when you get to church. Not just when you get to church. He can move on you in your house. You can be sitting in your big favorite chair. With your shoes off. Huh? Now if you got all that junk on TV blaring. But if you're sitting there communing with Him. (laughs) I <laughs> should have seen the looks I got across the crowd just then. Hey, that's the way it is. But if you're commuting with him and you got time for him and you're focusing on him, the Holy Ghost can come get in a chair with you. And so, well, he's already in me. I don't know that. But apparently if you would say something like that, you don't know that even though he's in you, he can also be on the other side of the world. At the same time, and he can also be on you. And when the Holy Ghost comes on you, upon you, you don't have to look at your neighbor and go, is he here? (laughs) You you don't have to ask anybody. He's real. He's just as real as any human person that you have ever seen or known. Only much greater you're talking about somebody who knows everything? He really does. And what Jesus say, He'll bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I've said to you. He'll lead and guide you into all truth. He'll even show you things to come. Are we believing for this? Yes. Are we believing for the moving of the Spirit in these areas? Can you say Amen? amen. Did you get this picture? The bleakest, darkest, coldest, deadest situation imaginable. And the Spirit of God's already there. Husbands or wives, so we don't love each other anymore. Our kids are crazy. No money. I'm so far in debt. How could I ever get out? The Spirit of God's already here. He's already over your life already. Did you hear me? Can he fix it? How silly it would be to ask a God who creates planets and stars if he could pay your little bills. Or tweak your little emotions. (laughs) Or help you with your silly stuff in your marriage or what you think is so serious. Can we back up and sit from his perspective? I mean, nothing in your life is he going to go, whoa. Now that's a mess. <laughs> he's seen it all. He, I was telling Phyllis the other day, I was communing with the Lord about some things. And he said, I've seen a lot worse than what you're seeing now. I'm talking about the planet. We tend to think the planet's in the worst shape it's ever been. Not true. Do you ever think about that? No, it's been in much worse shape before. And he's seen it all. And heard it all. And nothing scares him. And nothing moves him. And nothing stops him. He already knows exactly how to fix everything. In your and my life. And actually it's already been provided for in redemption. Can you say amen? amen. And the spirit of God. One translation uses the word brooding. And the word brood is, don't think of furled brow, depressed. It's like a hen and a brood. And we saw that picture. And he told them, he said, I, I wanted to gather you, but you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't let me. Not us. We'll let him. Right? He clucks. What do we say? Beep, beep. Here we come. Right? We're his little chicks. Right? Yes. And we will not stay out there and go, nah, I'm gonna be out here, I know what to do. No, we're gonna run and get under the wing. Yes. Right? Yes. You can look out from under the wing if you want to. Just stay up under there, just go. <laughs> stay under the anointing, Amen. under the presence, Amen. under the blessing, under the ability, under the unction Amen. of the Holy One of God. Realizing he's already here. He's already more, far, far more than enough than anything we're dealing with. All that must happen is the word of God. The word concerning the situation spoken in faith. And then the Spirit of God does it. Let there be light, light be, then what? And there was. How? How? Because the Spirit of God. Moved. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. That same spirit. The same spirit. Who manifested. And the star of our son came into be. Lives in you. Lives in me. Not some watered down version. Not some miniature. The same spirit. He's able to be in all of us at the same time. Say it out loud. Greater is he that's in me. Than he that's in the world. Say it out loud again. Greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. Let's say it together again. Greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Can you see where we're beginning tonight? Where the Lord is taking us. It is to a greater awareness of the Holy Spirit in our life. A greater knowledge and understanding and cooperation with His moving. Let's go to this thought before we finish tonight. You still in Genesis? Uh Genesis 1, notice he said, the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. And God said, let there be what? Light. Let there be what? Light. And there was? Light. And God saw the light that it was? Good. 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 Now, I'm going to begin to get into some things here that we'll pick up on later. But the Spirit of God is the Spirit of light and good. More than once in my own life and in other people's lives, I've seen people made mistakes endeavoring to yield to the Spirit or in their own words, go deeper in the Spirit. I've seen people get off. I've gotten off myself. Times pass. That's how I know about it. I. uh, In the early days of my ministry. I thought. Glory to God. I'm going to go where no man has gone before. (laughs) (laughs) In the things of the spirit. And I prayed. And I fasted. Till none of my clothes would fit. I was serious about it. And part of that's good. But part of it is pride. I'm going to be more spiritual. Than other people. I'm going to have more power. (laughs) And you watch it again and again. When people get off. It's darkness. Did you hear that word now? Darkness. They take on a darkness. A dark tone, if you will, in their countenance. And it's always heavy. And most of the time talking about judgment. And always so serious. (laughs) And uh, these folk like to uh, corner one another and whisper and they mix things up about discernment i have the gift of discernment and i have my eye on you now now i know it sounds humorous but what's the tone of that dark I can't cover all the different examples, but just get the spirit of it. There's a dark, it's so heavy, and boding. And during one part of my ministry, I was sincere, but I was wrong. Man, I pressed and I pushed and I pressed and I pushed and I prayed night and day. And like I said, I lost, I don't know, 40 pounds and And just pressed and prayed and pressed and prayed and pressed and prayed. But am I really looking for the will of God? Or am I trying to make something happen? They're not the same. Did you hear me? We're out for the miraculous. Should be out for God. They're not the same. I'm just telling you what I learned. And one thing that helped me to see it, I didn't realize it. It happened gradually. But over a period of time, I became heavy. I became a heavy individual. And I uh, excused it in the name of being more spiritual than others. Yes, I'm not happy. I'm not light. I'm not, you know, enjoying as much as others because I'm aware. Of the serious things happening in the spirit. It's error. It's flesh. And it can get into wrong spirits. You push hard enough, you can have spiritual experiences and them not be God. And because they're spiritual, you're thinking, oh, it's spiritual. It's real. I know it's real. Just because it's real doesn't make it God. Just because it's spiritual doesn't make it the Holy Spirit. The first thing we see, He's hovering over the face of the deep. And the first thing God says is what? Oh, come on, come on. What? Light! 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 Light Light is good! Right? Good! You show me somebody who really is spiritual, who really is operating in the spirit of God. I'll show you somebody who's up, 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 enlightened. If they're strong, what the Bible say, the joy of the Lord is your strength. No such thing as somebody who's depressed and strong spiritually. People get off. I said they get off. And in those days, the people that worked with me, bless their hearts. <laughs> Every time they wanted to know about what we're going to do next, I said, we're praying and fasting. <laughs> so, is it okay? And we did, 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 and I began to get heavy. And I'm not realizing, I'm focusing on what I don't know. i got to find out about this. And then this person didn't get healed. i got to get that fixed. And then this didn't happen right. And I'm taking the responsibility on myself as though I could handle all of it. It's spiritual pride. Did you hear me? And people get into this superiority thing that they think, well, I have more insight than the people around about me. And that's how you get off. Because you are not the only one who has the Holy Spirit. All of us do too. You're not the only one who knows the word. We do too. You're not the only one who hears from God. We do too. Right? right. Think about this. you got a hundred people lost in a service. Messages preached. Altar calls given. Two people come out and get saved. Ninety-eight leave. Lost. Does the Bible say that the angels in heaven weep over the 98 who left lost? Then learn about the Spirit of God. People who are down and heavy, instead of shouting over the one, instead of shouting over what did happen. Right. right? Right? They're wrong. Wrong spirit. Darkness. Heaviness. Finally, thank God. Thank God the Lord got a hold of me. I was in the floor, praying again, and it's good to pray, but you can pray wrong. And there's a lot of folk in all their intense praying that have been better off taking a nap. I'm serious. You can pray wrong. Praying in heaviness, the super sober, serious, dark, not the Holy Ghost. And I'm there praying again. I said, Lord, God, he knew my heart. I was sincere. What do I need to change? He said, son, I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but very distinctly inside me. He said, son, you are not the healer. I said, I know that. <laughs> I thought I did. If you'd asked me the day before, are you the healer? I said, no, but see, I'm trying to act like I am. I'm taking the weight and responsibility. People look at you, and go, do you know thousands are dying and going to hell? Right here in this state. Okay. We already knew that. Oh, it's too heavy on me. Are you the Savior? It's a spiritual pride. Trying to act like, what are you going to do? Well, I got to tell everybody I see. He didn't tell you to tell everybody you see. I said, Lord, what do I do? He said, you're not the healer. Whether these people live or die, it's not all resting on your shoulders. He said, I'm their healer. They got the same healer you do. They got the same God you do. Same Savior you do. Same provider you do. He said, you're not responsible for people's lives. You're responsible to do what I tell you to do. And then once you do what I've told you to do, you cast the care of the rest of it over on me and you enjoy your salvation and be an example because it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. People seeing me and you depressed doesn't make them want to come to Jesus. And I begin to get light. Everybody say light. I begin to get light. Light. I begin to say, yes, there are times when you might have a heaviness or you sense something serious and you might pray intentionally and you might groan and travail, but you don't live like that. You pray it through, you pray it out and you get up and shout and you have victory and you live in light and you live in joy and you live up. Light, say light, 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 and the light is good. When the Spirit of God's moving, you're going to have light. It's going to be good. People are going to be healed and delivered and helped and enlightened and set free. Right? Glory to God. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand on your feet, please. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge,